Well, welcome to the Business Spotlight Series. My name is Tanner O'Brien. I'm a senior partner here at Action Coach in Central Texas. Today, I'm sitting down with Brian Kerpek, who is the owner of Affluent Exteriors. I'm excited to be jumping in, talking a little bit about business, talking a little bit about this crazy entrepreneurial journey that many of us are on. So Brian, thank you for taking the time to be here. First of all, uh, why don't we just start with a little bit of background? Give us kind of the 10,000 foot view of who you are and uh, tell us a little bit about Affluent Exteriors. No, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, Tanner. Uh, yeah, Brian Kerpek uh, of Flowing Exteriors. Uh, I guess it's kind of an interesting story in that uh, I'm really kind of a 25-year IT technology sales person, kind of for starters, and then obviously spent the last six and a half years as the vice president of global sales for a software company in the fintech space. Um, started with Flowing Exteriors really kind of as a, as a side hustle. I think that's kind of the new thing for most entrepreneurs nowadays of just how do I kind of go out and, and find other channels of revenue to help support myself and my family. Um, kind of spurned out from going through a, a hailstorm and in an insurance claim process in the late 2017 timeframe over in uh, Westlake Hills area of Austin. Um, the experience for me wasn't kind of what I expected it to be in, in working with the contractor and not really kind of having an online experience of seeing project photos and conversations and everything uh, kind of being the way that we see things and how we interact in the professional world and the IT side of things. So um, kind of thought, just entrepreneurial uh, background in nature, there's got to be a better way uh, to serve a, a client segment that really desires this type of visibility and capability and really knowledge and understanding of What's going on? Why are we doing these things? And, and help me, you know, guide me and become that trust advisor uh, along the way. So started as a side hustle, like I said, um, COVID was pretty tough for us. We scaled up to about 13 and COVID went to back to one <laughs> uh, today. Um, but just one of those things where if you're an entrepreneur, you just don't quit. Uh, you either innovate or you disintegrate. So you find a way to kind of get through the hurdles and continue to push forward and stay disciplined. And um, I guess probably about six months ago, in the beginning, we focused just on roofing, but a lot of the folks that we were doing jobs for were asking, you know, do you, what about siding? What about some of these other things? And while some of the folks we think in the industry kind of do this roofing and construction component to the brand that they want to do, um, we wanted to pivot and really be more just full exteriors. So really don't care um, if you don't have gutter needs, you still have other needs around your home or, and or your multifamily property or commercial building. So um, that really kind of changed our trajectory in regards to revenue streams. And um, a few months ago, just couldn't continue doing this as a side hustle and uh, kind of had to, to take a leave on you know where I was at the current time and, and go all in on affluent. So it's been a heck of a ride. Um, we've got six people here. So we we do have a presence throughout the state of Texas. Um, we have clients in all the major metropolitan areas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas-Fort Worth, and Lubbock. Um, have people in some of those locations. We obviously spend a little bit of road time as well when we need to get somewhere for a particular opportunity or job. But uh, six people here running at least 15 crews uh, currently for projects. And it's just been... Um, it's been a ride. Uh, there's a lot of plates spinning in the air right now. Let's just say, man, what a journey. Um, so I, I'm going to ask the obvious, you know, questions sure. right off the bat. And, you know, this transition from, uh, the career that you had leading up to, you know, starting this as a, as a side hustle and then making the leap to this being, this is the focus. This is the only focus. 
Um, what was that like? What was that transition like for you? Uh, was there some fear with it? Was it just, nope, I'm, I'm all good. I'm excited. This is, this is the direction we're going to go, but kind of walk us through what that felt like for you making that transition. Yeah. I know. I, I'd, I'd like to say probably a combination of fear. Like if you're not really pushing yourself, you better get you know comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Um, but at the same time, almost a, a breath of fresh air, um, kind of getting out of not having to constantly travel the globe and and being away from family and working with larger organizations to really kind of reeling that back home, if you will, um, and still working with those same professionals, just not in the corporate environment, but more in the environment around. You know, this is some of the most prized assets that they home and they're, they're, that they have regarding their homes or uh, rentals or what have you. So um, still kind of talking and dealing with the same folks, just getting a little bit more personal about the quality of type of service that we're doing it. But at the end of the day, still the same level of professionalism that you have to deliver, regardless if it's a corporate environment or you know someone's personal property. I love that. So um, I always like to ask a couple questions around roles within the business or the different hats that you get to wear. Um, so started as a side hustle, things have shifted and changed over the years. Uh, and now, you know, kind of growing into a couple different revenue streams, different things that, that the business is doing, um, for you individually, how many different hats do you get to wear in the business? We'll, we'll frame it that way. Get yeah, to no, I, I think it's a little bit different in that, you know, as a side hustle, I mean, I've had the opportunity to implement a lot of process, uh, a lot of automation that really helps us top of funnel, move things down to more realistic opportunity measurement, right? Kind of running sales always gave me the opportunity to measure and understand, you know, am I kind of doing a smaller transaction? Am I working on kind of an enterprise transaction here? And who are all the people and 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 processes that need to be put in put in place around that? So I think that really helped in regards to that vote of confidence when it was okay, we're going to go all in. A lot of the building blocks and those pieces were already in place, and now it's just being able to manage that funnel at scale. So some of the things that we were doing when it was a side hustle wasn't necessarily let's just turn on the full throttle, but let's throttle back a little bit just because the amount of time that I could really invest in that, knowing that I, I was obviously um, responsible for another career and, and the responsibility to that employer. Uh, but, you know, finally going all in, right, the whole hog, if you will, my, <laughs> my boy over at Arkansas, um, man, just uh, having those pieces in place really kind of gives you a sense of good, good operating procedures, good way to process that. I think our biggest challenge right now is just trying to find more folks that do what I do, which is I'm doing the client meetings, I'm having the conversations, and then obviously figuring out what's the scope of work, uh, what which of the subcontractor trades do I need to bring in, and then we've got a project manager on board already that's really helped us kind of vet uh, this this massive contract subcontractor network out there of who does really quality work, uh, given some of the client segments that we service. It's a it's a very high touch white glove type. Uh, type approach for sure. Very cool. I love that. So you mentioned, um, you know, being able to kind of analyze the the sales process a bit, understanding how that funnel works from from top to bottom, and having kind of a, a depth of knowledge and skill from previous experience. Um, you know, as a, you know, someone that works with businesses all the time, I know the importance of kind of marketing and sales and, and, and understanding, analyzing the different pieces, especially within the sales funnel. Um, having your experience and expertise now being able to apply that to, to this business, um, are there 
you know, a couple things that stand out in that process that would be helpful for uh, other entrepreneurs, other business owners that maybe don't have the same level of experience and background uh, that could help them continue to to build their processes as as they develop their business. Yeah, I think the big change is B two B is not B two C. Um, <laughs> right, so there's a there's your first leap. Uh, I'm not using LinkedIn to try and go find out who in our enterprise I'm trying to reach out to for the particular product or service I deliver. Um, I think really for the consumer side, it's really kind of understanding the market segment that you want to service. Um, it is broad, right? And there are a ton of contractors out there uh, from the guys that we like to call Chuck in a truck. Uh, you know, I've got a ladder and, and I'm a contractor. And, you know, some of those guys are really successful, not to knock them, but there's also contractors out there that service really, really high in clientele. Um, and there's just a different level of expectation that you have to deliver on that, not only on the quality of work, but also the experience that that client has. So we have an online client portal for every one of our customers. They can see all job photos. They can communicate with us um, through there. Uh, they can see you know, whether it's, we, it's the inspections we've done, whether it's pre-production, production, final product, online payments, online warranty. And that just takes me all the way back to when I get started around, you know, if I can do the Amazon of basically my life, uh, why can't I do the Amazon type experience of construction? So having that visibility really kind of educates our customers, which in turn kind of makes them some of the best salespeople that we have as well, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing better than a real reference coming from a satisfied client that uh, kind of takes a lot of the burden of who are you, where, where are you from, and let me know more about you versus man, you guys did a great job for Sally and Jim. We're looking for something the same. Uh, would you be willing to come over and have a conversation with us and understand what that looks like? Mm. Uh, so, you know, kind of on that same topic, and, and you've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but I always like to ask a question of like, who primarily does your business serve? Who is the kind of the ideal uh, customer or client that you work with? And uh, the way I like to frame it up is, if I'm in the audience and I'm watching this later on, how do I know that I would be a really good fit to 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 work with y'all? Or I might know somebody that I can refer over to that would be a great fit to work with y'all. Yeah, no, good question. So, I mean, obviously, I think part of it is um, just the way that we went regarding the brand and the name of it being affluent, right? So, obviously, um, I think we, in some respects, we, we cater to a little bit of a higher clientele, professionals in the workforce, uh, you know, that have some of the larger homes that are out there. Um, our exterior trades really kind of get into some of the specialties around stucco. Uh, and when we're starting to do some you know, siding and repair, like we do a ton of repair work. Um, someone's always ding something or want to have an, they want to build something off a room or what have you. So uh, I like to say, you know, we're full exteriors for, so we're roof, solar, siding, stucco, rock block brick, uh, hardy metal um, down into, we're even building patios and decks um, for clients, even getting into custom kitchens. We have been asked to go inside a little bit as well in regards to exterior painting. So interior, exterior painting, all the same. Uh, we've had some requests for some remodels. We're, we're maybe dipping our toe in that a little bit. I know that's a bit of a different beast altogether. So uh, I don't want to just you know chase the shiny coin everywhere, right? But uh, we're, I'm, we're, I think the opportunity is we can be really selective on those clients that we can work with really be transparent about here's just the time frame, what's required to do this. And then obviously, you know, the proof has got to be in the pudding, right? What's the quality of work that, that we can deliver on? And then obviously provide a warranty and, and something behind that. So it's it's my long-term vision, obviously, of, of doing this in multiple cities here in the state of Texas. I don't really have any desires to 
to lead the state with the services that we provide. But I think there's a unique opportunity from what we've learned since 2018 and kind of what I like to consider the golden triangle of uh, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. So mm. uh, prove the model here. We're already starting to sip our toe in some of those other markets, but um, this is really where we want to prove ourselves. And then, you know, an hour down 35 to San Antonio is nothing. And then two hours to Houston is a, is no big deal as well. Fantastic. Uh, so let's, let's get a little granular on, on marketing for a moment. I always like to sure. dive a little bit deeper on it simply because it's, you know, it's one of those areas that's vital to every business out there. Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy for many business owners, especially those that don't have, you know, a, a massive background in kind of marketing or marketing and sales kind of collectively. Um, so I like to just kind of find out what's been working, what hasn't been working, kind of some tips and uh, best practices, things like that. Um, when you look at marketing for for your business now you mentioned kind of one big channel already being word of mouth client referrals from doing a really really good job yeah. outside of that um, what else have you found to be effective for getting the word out there about what y'all do for finding kind of the ideal clients and starting those initial connections um, kind of what what different marketing channels if you will have been most effective that you've found for this business now you kind of this is kind of the you're wanting me to ex you know, expose the secret sauce a little bit, right? No. So uh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think so this this industry, if you just look at it in general, right? I mean, it's dominated by, you know, TV ads. And, and if you even search for roofing contractor or exteriors contractor, right? The home advisors, the Angie's of the world, they, they're dominating the market and all the ad spend. So um, you better learn how to play well with those um, kind of, what I like to call just revenue opportunity channels, if you will, from a marketing perspective, um, be selective on what it is. If you're, if those are who you're working with, be selective on the trades that you want to uh, obviously take on some of those, obviously a little bit more competitive than others. Um, but for us really, it's, you know, we're, we leverage a whole bunch of them, right. Outside of word of mouth and just, you know, obviously just some of the normal pounding ground, you see something at a property, knock on the door and introduce yourself and, have a quick conversation or leave a card behind or send a letter. So all the above in regards to how do you go generate revenue and find new opportunities, um, it has gotten obviously a lot easier as we've continued to create our brand out there and word of mouth has really started to help. Um, outside of not just residential, but we've started to pick up some pretty interesting multifamily uh, you know, clients as part of our portfolio. So um, you know, Marina Club down here by Austin Country Club has been a really nice partner for us to work with. Again, a lot of, uh, you know, higher end condominium homes, stone, stucco, uh, just everyone has either, I think the one thing in this industry, right, even for my own home, for good, for goodness sake, like everybody has, either everybody has a repair that's required for something or everyone has a project. So it's just more of trying to discern, is this something that I can take on or I'm willing to take on? Uh, we've said no to some things just because we think it's a little bit beyond our scope, but um this contractor community is pretty well networked as well. So I'm, I can easily reference, you know, it's definitely not something I'm willing to do, but I, I can probably introduce you to two or three that you should probably have a conversation with. Excellent. I love that. Um, so let's, let's fast forward for a moment. Uh, where do you see the business in the next three to five years? You mentioned kind of ideally being in, in, in different cities within the state, that sort of thing, but you know, paint the picture a little bit for where do you see the business in the next five years? Um, how does your role change as you continue to grow, continue to grow? Uh, but what does that look like? You know, there's the old adage, right? There's a big difference between working on your business versus working in your business. 
Um, so, I mean, obviously I, I see myself kind of being you know, the opportunity to kind of take a step back and, and work on some of the more strategic type of initiatives um, that I have out there of, you know, whatever I can produce here, I need to not necessarily find exactly myself, but someone that can go be a GM or lead that market for me in San Antonio, um, the same thing in Houston. And obviously Houston's a whole different beast. So that's kind of where I'd really like to finish off, if you will, in the golden triangle side of things. Uh, I mean, five years from now, um, I mean, look, if you don't set lofty goals, you're you're not pushing yourself uh, hard enough, right? So most goals by some of the most successful entrepreneurs have never been reached and they're still trying to reach for them today. Um, if you were to say, let's throw something against the wall and, and kind of make it, this is what our goal is. Um, I kind of want to be the kind of the ABCs of, uh, of exterior, um, you know, commercial contracting services, right? I, I want to have a brand out there that's uh, highly thought of in regards to quality work, responsiveness, being professional. Um, I think in the three markets, given the opportunities that are out there and exist, um, I mean, I don't not, not necessarily five years is it, but my goal is to for us to be a $50 million contract and services company here in the state of Texas. Love that. I love the clarity of goals uh, and, and kind of where to, where to take it. Um, you know, as as part of that, as part of growth, as a part of kind of what you've been through so far, uh, team building has has got to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, you know, you you've grown. You, I think you mentioned you have about six team members at this at this point in time. Uh, what has been your approach to recruiting and and hiring good people to to have on your team? Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of given where we're at. I mean, so we have recs that are open for all the markets, and you know, we're out on Indeed and ZipRecruiter and some of those, and you you know. I think when you do it long enough, you realize it's the, the late night folks that are up just trying to look for opportunities and applying, applying, applying. And we'll we'll have we'll literally have 20 applicants come in for the day and maybe one uh, really is legitimate and kind of understands the scope of, you know, there's don't mind bringing someone from outside of the industry. Right. I, I came in from outside of the industry, but was willing to dedicate my time. Uh, off hours to really go learn and, and really educate myself about, you know, what, what does contracting services really look like, right? And, and what are the trades and really even just construction one-on-one, um, which that's, you know, kind of the, I love construction. This is, it's, it's some of the most fun uh, things that I get to see these, these folks with these crappy skills do. So, uh, you know, finding a problem, making a client happy and delivering quality services has probably been the best thing, let alone, right? I mean, exterior so i'm not stuck behind a desk anymore uh generally i'm outside in front of a client or or uh, you know on a project which is which is fun i think i've probably lost a few pounds <laughs> not having to sit behind a desk as much as i used to but um yeah it's it's uh it's it's been fun and then going back to just that i think part of it is um you know in some of the other organizations i ran right a lot of it's just got to be around culture um, you know, it's, it's a flat organization. Uh, no one reports to anybody. We all kind of report to the company and right? we're all trying to do what's in the best interest of the organization. Um, right. Uh, the project manager I have, I mean, the guy's been in the industry a long time. So his scars are already healed over. And, uh, you know, he really kind of knows the, the do's and don'ts of some of these pieces. And in some respects, he sometimes has corrected me and helped steer me like, Hey, Brad, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's how we should approach it. But, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not learning, you're not, you're not growing. So part of it is trying to find folks that in some respects, um, professional, articulate, right. You're representing a brand and and you're kind of the, your goal is to really be the trusted advisor of the client. I, we don't provide estimates for any first meetings we do. I do not believe in that whatsoever. That's just the, 
That's that's not a sales tactic, I think, in contracting services. It has a bad rap to it for some of the folks that do that. If you can, God bless you. That's great. I'm not not pitching against it, but for us, it's more about um, let's understand the scope of work. Um, in fact, the second time we'll have a meeting, and I don't require the clients to be there because we do exterior work. But I will generally send one of my crews out to go look at that and confirm uh, the scope to make sure that we're on pace with, hey, this is right. There may be some things that I miss, um, and then obviously we can provide an estimate after that. So it's a little bit, I think, more of a white glove service that we want to offer and make sure that whatever we're saying is what needs to be done needs to be done versus let's throw something against the wall. Let me get you on a contract, and then I'm just going to change over you until till death do us part. So I'm not I'm not looking to go down that route. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well. Ryan, I know we've certainly covered a lot of ground so far in the conversation. I I want to you know uh, take a moment and kind of take a step back and and jump into really some some rapid fire questions. Uh, pull out some additional nuggets of wisdom uh, from from your years of of growing and building uh, that that the audience can take and kind of uh, implement ideally in in their own lives, their own business. Uh, so I've got four rapid fire questions in total. We'll go kind of as top ahead answers we can. But the first one here is you look back at kind of your journey overall, not just with affluent uh, exteriors, but kind of all the way up even before that. Uh, what would you say for you is your key to success? Um, probably just dedication. Uh, stay disciplined into what you're doing. Um, you, I mean, if you're pushing yourself as an entrepreneur, right? I mean, you're you're generally jumping off. It's the old adage, right? You're jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down before you hit the ground. Um, I mean, this isn't my first rodeo. I've, I've had some failures in the past. And I think, you know, you, you definitely learn more from your failures than you do successes. Um, you know, the successes help the bank account a lot more than the failures do. That's that's for sure. But I mean, I think part of it is just, you know, if, if you really have something you're passionate about, um, do the best you can to just learn everything you can about it and surround yourself with the people that can help you get there. Right. Um, it's, you know, leadership is about having big goals, but also being able to articulate that goals to a team that believes in that, sees that vision and, and wants to go be a part of it. So um, stay persistent. Don't ever quit. Just don't don't ever quit. I like it. Uh, so slightly different question. Um, if you could give just one piece of, of advice for other business owners and you could only give one, I know there's probably dozens that you could give but if you could only uh give one piece of advice for the business owners watching this they could walk away with what piece of advice would you give them mm. i still right i mean just as, as many different trials and tribulations that we've gone through and it's uh, i could write a book i'm sure most entrepreneurs and business owners have probably been through the same thing some of the things we don't like to discuss right in regards to just personal business and what have you but just, uh, I mean, if you're really passionate, just don't quit. No matter what, if you're really passionate about what you're doing, uh, don't quit. Love it. Uh, what's one book that either you're currently reading or have read most recently that you'd recommend to the audience? Um, I, it's over here. I need to, to find it somewhere. I saw this in the questions you were going to ask me. I think it's called um, The Art of Story. Um, it really goes down to leveraging some 3D software that we use uh, for modeling uh, back patio experiences, decks, and what have you. So it's really about having how to incorporate that into the conversation with clients. 
Um, it's pretty powerful when, you know, on screen, they actually see their home as is, and then you flip the switch and they see their home with an entire back patio of a deck and a pool and landscaping and what have you. So I think it's, I can't remember the name of it. You, it's, it's sitting over there, I know, but um, I'm halfway through it. Uh, really, really impressive book around, um, started really for a gentleman that was in the pool business and wanted to do that. And obviously for most folks out there, everyone's back patio experiences, especially because of COVID, which really launched, I think that that uh, that area um, is really huge and, and key for most homeowners nowadays. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Final rapid fire question. And this one's just kind of fun. If you could choose one area in your business, you only get to choose one. Uh, if you could choose one area, you could take some magic dust and just sprinkle it all over that one spot. Wake up tomorrow. It's 10 times better than it is today. Where would Easy. you choose to put it? Estimating. Estimating. Uh, we, we, I mean, it's, we're, we're good at it. We're getting better, but just trying to keep up with the volume of meetings and then scope and just really trying to accelerate our ability to provide estimates probably would, would make obviously our, our funnel accelerate a little bit faster from meeting to estimates to approvals. But, um, with that also comes the ability to have more contractors support that demand. So it's probably a combination of the two, but estimating is the is the current hot button of the day i like it um so brian for those that are interested to learn a little bit more to connect with you to find out all the amazing things that y'all are up to where can we advise them to go for more information uh so i'm on linkedin i think i have been since the 90s i think i'm linkedin number like 100,000 something so it was really really early on date <laughs> just to date myself on the it side um, check us out on the website, www.affluentexteriors.com. Um, if you want to email me, you can reach me at uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N at affluentexteriors.com. Keep in mind, there are a ton of emails that come there. So it's sometimes better just to hit the website, fill out the form, and that'll at least get you in the system and, and do the flow. But otherwise, um, you know, managing you know, multiple clients and, and projects and what have you. So it may be a little bit slower, but the team is growing. Um, if you're looking for a sales opportunity and want to kind of be on that side of the house, we would love to for you to knock on the door or uh, fill out a form and interview you as well. That's kind of one of the areas we need to grow pretty quickly. Love it. For those that are watching, I'll make sure to put all of that contact information and links and everything in the description here below. Um, I'm always going to encourage, especially since Brian's on LinkedIn here, uh, take a moment, go send him a, a quick note on LinkedIn. Just say, Hey, saw you on the business spotlight. Um, loved the conversation. I'm uh, going to be following, you know, kind of whatever that is for you, but highly recommend it. Connections is a, is a big piece, especially here in our, our central Texas uh, business spotlight series. Uh, but Brian, as we wrap up, I'd like to finish on one final question, and that is simply, what is most inspiring to you today? Um, I just, I'm just really passionate about what I'm doing. I love, I love helping people fix problems, especially when it comes to their home or the, just whatever the, the, the issue is for the day. So, um, love meeting new people, right? Uh, we're all out there just trying to get through the day sometimes in this crazy world. And, uh, sometimes it's good just to have simple conversations and not even worry about construction. So it's been a, it's been a real kind of uh, blessing just to, to kind of bring it all back home and, and meet a lot of really cool people. Amazing. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been a true pleasure to, to, to hear your journey, hear the, the lessons you've learned over a number of years, and then, you know, applying a lot of that here in, in the new business. Um, excited to, to see the growth as, as y'all 
continue to move forward over the next few years. So thank you. Me, me as well, Dan. Me as well. I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity to speak with you today. Of course.